So for me, I think that health would be defined in your external world. How, like, what are you putting into your body? Who are the people that you're around? What are the activities that you're doing? Uh, what health would be more in the external? And then wellness is how you're feeling on the inside as a result of the health or even lack thereof. That's not how I oversimplify things. So wellness is always asking yourself, how am I feeling about this? How am I moving through this? How am I? And then that's not how you can kind of grade yourself, if you will. Whereas health will be all the different factors that can contribute to whether or not you're well. Welcome to Coaches and Mentors Unwrapped. The show that brings you remarkable insights and practical steps to help you in becoming the best version of yourself. We're your hosts, Roz and Mike. We both didn't have it easy growing up. Through our story, we've made it our life mission to ensure every young individual will have the opportunity that we didn't have. This would be achieved through offering you unrivaled access to mentors and coaches and the opportunity to help you uncover how they impact our lives. Our vision is to have a world whereby we can all help shape each other's lives through shared experiences and carefully applied tools and systems that has been tried and trusted. Hello, Jessica. Welcome to Coaches and Mentors on Rap Podcasts. Welcome, Jessica. It's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Hi, thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely tickled and delighted to be able to share some time and a little bit of tips and tricks for everybody. Excellent. We've been dying for somebody from the health and wellness field to bless us with some insights. And, and you know, our, our listeners uh, today are going to be excited to be able to, to be hearing from you. Uh, we've had so many topics around other things. Other things are also very equally important. But I think for me, you know, a healthy body equals a healthy mind. And, you know, if you've got those two aligned, everything right, it's, it's, it's achievable. So the, the topic for today, for the, for the sake of our listeners, is health and wellness in the pandemic, right? Everything health and wellness. And we have the amazing Jessica, and I'm going to ask Jessica to introduce herself very shortly. Um, She is a resilience expert. So again, I'll let her explain what that means. So without further ado, um, Jessica, please explain to our listeners who you are, what you do, um, and and, and why why this uh, expertise that that you specialize in. Okay. Absolutely. Hi, my name is Jessica Corvo, and it's really funny on how I earned the title of resilience expert. (laughs) For me, (laughs) I don't necessarily understand resilience as much as I do understand when you say you're going to do something, you just do it. It's literally that simple. And so in my world, I'm 37 years old. Everything is once you set your mind to something, you don't stop when you're tired. You might rest, but you don't stop but you, you stop once you're finished. So in my world, everything has kind of been with that mindset of, well, if I'm going to do it, of course I'm going to do it. Why would I say I'm going to do it unless I will? (laughs) And so from a resilience perspective, I think a lot of people don't necessarily understand because socially it becomes common to just say, you know, how are you doing? And then walking away because it's the polite thing to do without understanding that this is a conversation. So if you say, how are you doing? You're now responsible to stand there and wait for an answer. And so I think my definition of resilience, just get it done. And other people's is slightly different, but I'm okay with that. On the other side of things, everything in my world is related to health and wellness. 
I was climbing corporate ladders within finance and commodities trading companies and living internationally for about 11 years. I worked for some pretty big companies and I very much value and cherish my time and all the lessons learned with them. After walking out of corporate, I decided that I wanted to do fun hustles. So everything has to be under a big umbrella of health and wellness. I teach fitness nine times to 12 times a week. I Everything from little kids all the way up to the silver foxes. I do have my arm in a direct sales for nutrition, nutrition supplements, meal replacements. So I help people kind of bridge that gap into less healthy lifestyles into more intentional and healthy lifestyles. I do a lot of individual coaching and I'm branded as a life coach with an expertise in resilience. And so I help people go from being stressed out into being a little bit more in flow state. And I've also been doing since pandemic, thankfully I've been able to pivot and expand into corporate wellness programs. So I've also been working with in the private sector, the community sector, the public sector, individual sector, you name it, we put together different programs. And a lot of it has been based on self-mastery. So a lot of people have the understanding, the deeper you understand yourself, the deeper the connections are with other people. And so that's why I spend a large amount of my focus on teaching people or empowering people with easy to digest tools on how to really understand themselves and how to not just from a physical perspective in a group fitness class, but from a, Oh, here, this is kind of what's cropping up. Oh, here, these are my tendencies. Oh, this is on how I respond or even react sometimes to different situations. So I don't believe there's anything as a weakness. It's just, it's a nuance. It's part of you embrace and love the bejeebers out of every single aspect of you because you are (laughs) magical and you're wonderful. And I think it was Gary V who said something about there's a, one in 14 trillion chance that you ended up in this mm-hmm. physical world. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think when you remind yourself of that on a daily basis, you're just like, Oh my goodness. Like I get to put my feet on the ground. I get to yeah. touch the leaves. I get to yes. sing with the birds. And that just kind of changes the whole framing for you. I think almost instantly. So tying that into pandemic or world 2.0 I think that people within my space and health and wellness have become so important because there's so many different aspects of health and wellness that people just don't talk about yet. I mean, there is a shift that I think is magical, but I think physical wellness is easy because you can see it. You can, it's tangible. You can quantify whether or not you go to the gym, whether or not you're walking outside, whether or not you're eating and you're ballooning or you're getting too skinny. You can see it in somebody's face. You can see if their eyes have that sparkle or maybe they're a little bit, you know, kind of glossed over. So you, physical wellness is, is very easy to quantify. Uh, when you're talking about emotional wellness, are you having a normal human response to an abnormal human situation? Are you actually just Looney Tunes? Are your you know emotions kind of going up and down because maybe you know it's a, a a turbulent time of the month for some mm-hmm. of us, or maybe you have personal stress that you're going through and you're just yeah. at that end of the rope where it only takes one thing because you're like, oh my goodness, come on, spirits, I just need one thing to go right today. Yeah. <laughs> you're testing yeah. me. I think, you know, that's not as easy to quantify because there's too many, I mean, not too many, but there's a lot of different variables. And then for mental health, I think there's, there's also in the U S context, it's very easy for people to want to slap labels onto things. And I have a big problem with the entire system because I come from the domestic violence space. And so for me, 
you know, you have fight, flight, freeze, or fawn, right? A lot of the times I fawn in order to alleviate or make myself invisible so that I'm not uh, getting hurt, right? Right. At the same time, I do have moments where I'll snap back or, you know, the best way in my personal opinion is to confront a bully with strength. How do you say, hey, you're out of line, you're out of pocket, this is unacceptable, but say it in a composed way versus like, "Ah, I don't know what's happening, this is crazy, I'm I'm being made crazy. (laughs) So I think like everything is contextual. And so a lot of the times with mental health, if if you're not looking at what are all the different, the different places that you're going to, what are the different triggers? What are the different uh, situations that that you're kind of dealing with? It's easy to say that somebody is bipolar. It's easy to say that somebody is depressed, but why are we so interested to put labels on something and to, and to just shame people into you're allowed to have a down day, not everything on the up and up. I mean, even Chinese context, the yin and the yang, there's light and dark and dark and light. It's about balance. It doesn't mean you gotta be, you know, sunshine and rainbows every single day. Cause even a rainbow, I'm going yeah. really fast. I understand. Sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I actually have a rainbow is, is rain and sunshine. You need multiple ingredients to make something magical. <laughs> uh, d- d- just, just off the back of that, you know, talk about the balance. I mean, for, can you explain to all of us, how does health and wellness complement each other? Because we use those words complementary, but, uh, and obviously you make it, you made a very good distinction between physical fitness and obviously seeing the, the, the clear signs, vis- visible signs as to emotional fitness where you don't see these signs but it could be inwardly you know eating you and 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 and, um you know impacting your life in a negative way but just wanted to kind of just hone in on the health and and wellness aspect of things um can you give us an insight into what what is this specifically those two words that that we use interchangeably yeah absolutely so for me i think that health would be defined in your external world, how, like, what are you putting into your body? Who are the people that you're around? What are the activities that you're doing? Uh, what health would be more in the external and yeah. then wellness is how you're feeling on the inside as a result of the health or yeah. maybe perhaps even lack thereof. That's not how I oversimplify things. Yeah. So wellness is always asking yourself, how am I feeling about this? How am I moving through this? How am I? And then it's, that's not how you can kind of grade yourself, if you will. Whereas yeah. health will be all the different factors that can contribute to whether or not you're well. I, I like that. Okay. That's a good way to break it down. Um, and of course, it's been very difficult for all of us, right? Globally, uh, in terms of you know the, the pandemic and and how we've had to pivot you know in, in all areas of our lives um how have you found the change with your clients specifically in terms of their discipline around health and wellness because me for example i i was going to the gym you know literally three four times a week mm-hmm. um that had to stop during the pand- pandemic it came back again when you know the, the rules were relaxed then early december we went back into lockdown and literally somebody who was, I was on a roll. I felt, yeah, I'm back again doing four days a week and I'm going early mornings and I'm feeling fresh. Not, that's totally stopped now. So now I've had to pivot to home routines and doing exercise and here and, you know, here and here and forth. Mm-hmm. I'm just keen to, to get your view on your clients generally. What are they doing from a, you know, repivoting to, to make sure that they maintain that discipline of, you know, keeping healthy and, 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 and being well, I guess. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, 
So two parts to this, my existing clientele, I think they already have that warrior mindset where they're so focused on that end goal. And if the end goal is health and wellness, then they're able to kind of audit their entire world with, does this activity bring me closer to being well? Is this activity good for my health? Right. And then as you're going through that, that kind of grading system or the discernment process, it's easy for them to stay on, on task or to stay focused and really loyal to what they said that they wanted to do or or what they value for new clients. I think the, the beauty of the journey is the fact that they didn't have as much of an awareness. They were kind of going into autopilot. So when you go to the gym, there's nothing wrong with going to the gym if it's a social component. But when it's a social component, you're not driven as much for personal wellness mm. because you're there for the social and then, oh, yeah. extra benefit, I get, I, get, I feel better <laughs> when yeah. the practice is slightly, slightly shifted. So I think that is the beauty of any of my coaching practices or my workshops and the work that I do to help people with self-mastery is to really understand the motivation for why people are doing different things. And as long as you're constantly asking yourself, why am I doing this? Then I think it helps you with prioritizing different things. So previous world, you get into the grind, you go to work, you have, you know, whatever happened during the day, you go to the gym, you let go of whatever happened throughout the day, you go have a nice meal, maybe eat a little too much, maybe have a few yeah. drinks and then you go to bed and you do the whole thing the next day. <laughs> World yeah. 2.0, when you don't have the opportunity to go into an office and you're in your room or you're in your yeah. home or you're in your space, there's different things you have to consider. Am I actually happy with where I am? Uh, can I function with all the things that I'm doing? How much do I actually enjoy the work that I'm doing now that I'm not able to be around the people that I was around? Mm-hmm. How do I actually feel about all of the transportation? Is this nicer that I get to stay inside or mm-hmm. do I actually miss being outside? Yeah. Maybe yeah. Am, I, am I doing the workouts because it's a social thing or was this actually important for my wellness? Yeah. How do I evaluate all the different aspects of my world? What is important for for my health? Do I, am I dependent, perhaps even over dependent of external sources? How am I doing with my, my meditation or my eating habits or my community? Or, I mean, there's a million different contributing factors, right? And so I think from the new client perspective, it's really kind of diving in and understanding the main pillars of, of Mm. a healthy lifestyle and being able to evaluate the motives for why people are doing things. For me as an individual, I use physical fitness as a coping mechanism for stress. So for over 20 years, I just so happen to be semi-talented at it, thankfully. But a lot of it was, I don't know, I'm upset about something. I'm sad about something. Something doesn't make sense to me. I lost the ability to use my voice because of, you know, my specific conditioning with the domestic violence. So if you don't have a safe place to talk about it, you find a different way. That's just what you do. And so for me, it was, Oh, I can burn this energy and I can look good while doing it. And I'm not problematic. And so for years, if that was my mindset for doing all of these sports, then I really had to challenge myself and remove sports for a short time to find out if I was able to do it for enjoyment rather than as a coping mechanism. Does that make sense? So I think, I think everybody, and we're all experiencing a trauma. So no one is special in this case, the situation where everyone is special in this occasion, everyone is dealing with it in their own way. 
And I think that is a big thing for that I wish that more people understood that even if you feel alone and you feel isolated, you're not. Everyone is having the same struggles and it might look and feel a little different, but everyone's going through an adjustment at the same time. And when you're adjusting from going to work, going to the gym and doing all these different things, now you have a beautiful opportunity to say, what was working? What was not working? What do I want to put back in? What do I want to conveniently not even address and just not get back into? (laughs) And it's funny Mm -hmm. you say that actually, Jessica, because that leads on to um, our next question. Next question is, um, you know, it's always always good to go back to basics, always good to go back to the foundation of things. And I think that's what the pandemic has allowed us to basically do, you know, go back to the basics of of things you know I remember being a young girl and I don't think there was even gyms at that time you know and my mum working out from you know putting a a video cassette in the in the (laughs) in the you know cassette player and trying to do the workouts you know and going to actually buy these videos to actually do the workouts but you know in regards to going back to the basics how could we implement a healthy um, and wellness regime from home you know how could we practically put that into place yeah yeah, I think the easiest way, I mean, I'm doing a 21-day reboot with a celebrity fitness trainer, somebody in my chosen family, and he's just, he's amazing. He's the personal trainer for the entire Fast and the Furious family and Beyonce, Usher, uh, Angela Bassett, you know, and we actually put together this 21-day program where every day it's a different thing to think about and implement, and we separate everything into physical, the, the physical uh, body, the mental body, the emotional body, and then the spiritual body. And wow. so if you wanted, if you wanted to join that, you're more than welcome to join that. I'll send you all details for it. Um, Please do. If, if, yeah. if you need to do it on your own, I would say, keep it simple. So kiss it, keep it simple yeah. silly, and don't overwhelm yourself because small hinges swing big doors. Yeah. A lot of times people will get overwhelmed with, I got to change my diet. I got to change my sleeping. I got to change my community. I got to And then they're already overwhelmed and they haven't done anything. Hallelujah. You talk yeah. to me. <laughs> and, and it's not, you know, you don't, you don't have to have that big of a thing. You start simple. So the first thing is, okay, let's take inventory of our life. Let's start evaluating. Yeah. Let's make an intention for the next five days to just say, okay, this is what I'm doing. How do I feel about it? Okay, this is now what I'm doing. How do I feel about it? And just start tapping into your emotional connectedness throughout the day. And then the things that are making you feel more full and feeling more joy and things that are kind of operating from your heart, try to find ways to, to do more of it. And it's literally that simple. So only thing that might be a little bit of a nuance is instant gratification. Mm. So a lot of people like to avoid the the heavy feelings yeah. and get that instant gratification. Yeah. So food would be a perfect example. So you get a lot of emotional eating and a lot of, you know, people that are just like, well, I don't know. I feel really good eating this. I'm like, no, you don't. You just want to avoid something. <laughs> yeah. Difficult though. <laughs> not healthy. Very difficult, isn't it? Yeah. Easier said, but hard to implement. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean everything again everything is in context so yeah, it's not just, oh I just I just ate a whole a whole box of you know I don't even know what what is one of the go-to um oh wow we have we have so many we have Walker's crisps we have uh crispy creams you know I'm sure okay, so like a bangers and mash right that, to me that's a comfort meal like if yeah. you want bangers yeah. and mash like, yeah yeah I'm feeling really good bangers and mash but yeah put a smiley face after that I'm feeling real good <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> what were you doing before that? What What was the reason for you? Yeah. yeah. Were you spending time by yourself and you're feeling lonely. So this is your comfort. Mm. Were you managing a lot of stress and just feeling like you're failing? So you needed to get back to basics. Was it something that maybe your, your, your mom or dad or auntie or grandma made for you? I mean, there's a million different motivations for it. So I think, you know, to keep it as simple as possible and just start evaluating take a, evaluate your life as you go through the day from the time you wake up until the time you go to bed, every time you're doing a different activity, how check in with yourself. How are you feeling about it? Yeah. Why are you feeling this? Then start asking yourself after you identify how you're feeling, why are you doing this activity? And so I think that social media is a tool. A lot of people yeah. use it as a distraction. So if, if I'm going and spending 45 minutes on TikTok as an example. And I'm specifically looking for a video that I can do a duet with as a promotional type thing. That is a lot different from having kind of trouble sleeping right now. Let me go ahead and like, <laughs> yeah. So you got to, you know, understand like social media, is that bad or is it good? It depends on how you're using it. Is it distraction? Is it healthy? Is it unhealthy? Is it useful? Not useful? I mean, you got to just have that awareness, I think is the, the biggest part when you're making that transition. Oh, I was, sorry, a little bit long-winded, but hopefully that answered. No, it did. It did. Definitely it did. It did. And um, how can, how important is health and wellness um, during these times? You know, how, like... <laughs> If you don't make time for your wellness now, you're mm. going to be forced to make time for an illness later. Wow. I love yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That rhymed quite well as well. But uh, it's... No, could you just repeat that again, Jessica? It's like profound. Yeah. Our, our mother, very important, famous people. But you can't trust the internet anymore. So I don't know who yeah. said it yeah. <laughs> first. <laughs> it definitely deserves repetition. Please repeat it for us again, for our listeners, definitely. Yeah. So it's basically, if you don't take care of your wellness now, you will yeah. be forced to take care of an illness later. Oh, yeah. Deep it, guys. Deep it. Yeah. So an example would be in the US, we struggle with morbid obesity. I mean, mm -hmm. when we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it big. So we don't just want to be obese, we want to be morbid obese. Yeah. What does that mean? It means that we have a lot of sugar dependency and we also have a lot of caffeine dependency. Sugar and caffeine are the two biggest factors for shutting down your system and preventing you from being able to operate in a in a natural way. So if you have sugar, for example, it'll suppress your uh, digestive system and it'll make it so you're not actually hungry. So now you're actually doing yourself a disservice because now it's on one level, it's a short term hit of dopamine so that the happiness, like oh, I'm feeling better, but you're preventing your system from getting the nutrients that you need. So mm -hmm. you might feel good for today, but then after a couple of days, you've realized I haven't actually eaten anything. I've just been eating a whole bunch of I don't know, Krispy Kremes. Yeah. You can't survive on that. I'm sorry, but you can't. And so, you know, my uh, one of my business partners, Sandy, when we we're doing this 21, uh, 21 day reboot, he made a beautiful comparison talking about, imagine your body is like a Ferrari, a high performance car. What kind of petrol are you going to put inside of it? Yeah. If I mean, if you're going to put low grade petrol inside, you're going to start having problems with the engine. Yeah. So well, yeah. from a visual perspective, I don't know how many of the listeners are going to be car people, but I think that is a nice way to compare it in a non-judgmental way. Yes, you're putting fuel inside your body or you're putting petrol inside the car. 
at the same time, you need to be able to also evaluate if it's going to be effective, if it's going to be, I mean, I don't know. I've never driven a Ferrari, but I'm pretty sure I'm not going to put regular grade. No, no. <laughs> so really, how, how do you value your Ferrari body or your McLaren body, right? Because yeah, if you value yeah. it, you're not going to put in, you know, because in the long run, it's going to hurt your pocket, right? You're going to have, it's going to come back to you to bite you. So no, yeah, I, I love that analogy. You have to love fix that, that engine later on because I'm like, what was that? No, I'm serious. What was that? No, we're done. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So Jessica, can you share some practical tips um, on all, you know, some routine routines where we can or some habits um, to ensure we maintain a healthy balance, um, diets and workouts? Um, one thing we love on this podcast is we love to take practical tips away. So please, please, if you can share that with our listeners today, um, even with myself, because gr- your, your girl needs help. Uh, <laughs> Well, (laughs) I know that we already mentioned, you know, one thing at a time. And I think, you know, the awareness is like the definite, you know, start to increase like your awareness in terms of actual takeaway and executionable, an executionable type nugget, I would say um, water. So no matter what throughout the day, the beautiful thing about water, I mean, I have a little bit of um, isotonic type stuff in here, some vitamins in here for me. Uh, I had two classes today and I have a third one in about an hour and a half. So for me, hydration is extremely important. Um, When you're, when you put a little bit of vitamins in there, it helps you, you know, as you're going through, sometimes I'm drinking soup just because it has a lot of you know nutrients in it. I, I make a lot of homemade soups. So right now yeah. I have uh, chicken rice is the one that's on the, on the burners. And so mm-hmm. I think hydration, just oversimplification, this is going to help you with number one, being able to make sure that your body is functioning. Number two, if you're having a little bit of an emotional swing, you can't lose your temper if you have a bottle of juice or water or something in your face. So it's going to mm-hmm. force you to slow down because you're just mm-hmm. like, Somebody says something, but hold on, let, let me, let me hydrate myself. <laughs> okay, <let's go> back. <laughs> so it gives you that second you need to slow down. Yeah. Yeah. I think from a mental perspective, I'm sure there's plenty of studies that have shown that your mind works a lot better. If it's hydrated, the body is made up of majority of, of liquids. And so mm. you want to make sure that a lot of that is actually mm. functioning at a, at a healthy level so that you can. Mm-hmm move through everything yeah and I think you know it's just overall I don't know it's good for you <laughs> so water would be the easiest thing yeah I, yeah um if you're struggling on when to drink water every time since we have an addiction to technology every time you go to reach for your phone put your water bottle there just grab your water bottle wow because <laughs> it's like oh my yeah. phone there. Well, I don't know where my phone is. And my, Oh, my water bottle's there. Let me go ahead and have, have a swig or have, have a little bit of a, of, of a drink. And so yeah. I think that would be an easy ish way. Um, yeah. anytime that you want to go and text somebody, just replace that habit of texting with, Oh, I'm celebrating. It helps you switch from external to internal. So yeah. rather than, you know, have a text, maybe deal with rejection, maybe deal with ghosting, maybe deal with frustration, maybe deal with all these things that you have zero control over, yeah. mm-hmm. but you do have control over what you're putting into your body. So shifting from external to internal, I mean, that's just another benefit as well. And maybe shifting one of those habits. So I think water would definitely be the easiest or any kind of liquids would be the easiest. Um, The secondary would be just get up and move. Literally. As soon as you get up, do everything with intention. Don't just get out of bed, jump out of bed. Do 10 jumping. Yeah. I I totally agree with that. Um, You know, I think it was two days ago I met with my mom and, um, 
we went, <laughs> we were going to the shops and she was like, come on, let's race to the shops, you know, and we just thought, let's just do it, you know? So any way you can just try and fit in exercise in, yeah. Yeah. Just, just do it. Yeah. I think a lot of people, they get overwhelmed as well because it's just like, oh, you know, I don't want to break a sweat because I have meetings, you know, in the afternoon. So I don't want to, you know, I got to look you know, decent. I don't want to have a red face. I don't want to, you know, something. People, they get into their heads about things. A workout doesn't mean you got to put on, you know, your workout attire and your sneakers and everything. A workout, a workout could, I mean, I don't teach in shoes. I'm consistently barefoot. And so for me, it's when you get up, you just do 10 jumping jacks just to get the blood flowing. When you're, you know, sitting in the loo, go ahead and just make sure that you're engaging the core and then just do some shoulder rolls. I mean, that, to me, that's these micro workouts are just so simple. When you're brushing your teeth, stand up on your tiptoes, do toe raises, calf raises. I mean, to me, these are easy ways to ensure that you're kind of getting the blood flowing and yeah. it's it's not a workout. I mean, oh, fine, maybe it's a micro workout, but it's more about just being active. And yeah. a lot of times I couldn't even tell you, a lot of my current students and my current clients right now they're suffering from, you know, poor posture. Yeah. yeah. Because if you think about it, when you're out walking, and I know the English are very, very proper. So you're always, you know, walking very proper, very standing up really tall. And everything's okay. We try, we, we try, but nowadays you're just sitting at a desk all day on the screen. So, you know. I know. Because you got, you got, you know, your phone. And so you're you're leaning down. So you got mm-hmm. neck problems. And yeah. you, you're sitting in chairs. And so you're kind of like hovering yeah. over. And, you know, or if you're on the, the couch or something and so many people yeah. hop in your lap and you're just, you know, and it's just, it's not, it's not normal. It's not natural. So yeah. if you think about it from a lifestyle shift, pandemic and world 2.0 has forced us to be a lot more intentional. So if yeah. you're walking, say a kilometer, two kilometers every day from your house to, to the, um, the train, to the, to the office. And now the only time that you're walking is from the bedroom to the bathroom, to the kitchen. I don't know, but I feel like normal people, that's not going to be two kilometers. (laughs) If you're not doing all that movement, now you've just shifted just based on lifestyle because of the pandemic, you've shifted from a majority of walking and being able to naturally and subconsciously be upright to compromised positions. And so I think a lot of that just, you know, walking is a workout, yeah. you know. That's great. That, that, that's, yeah, thank you. I love the little, the, the mini workouts or, you know, let, let's call it that for now. Um, what other resources can our, our listeners tap into, i.e., you know, for example, do you have a website? Do, do, you, do you recommend any books? Uh, like, wh- where can they go to read out more about health and wellness? Yeah, I um I've actually just revamped my website, so I'm really proud of it. I'm super excited. So if anybody wants to visit me at jessicacorvo.com, I do have possibilities for people to jump in any of my fitness classes. Uh, if anyone is interested in coaching, I offer breakthrough sessions, which are one-off, three-week sessions, and then eight-week sessions. Eight-week sessions are tough. I mean, that's Ironman mentality. That's that's full-on transformation. We don't. We don't settle. We we're, we go we go until we cross that line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um, I'm in the midst of uploading 
a lot of my resources. I have a partnership with a, an organization on the East Coast in the U.S., and they're doing something with PATHS, and they have a lot of partnerships with local organizations for resilience. So I think at moment, a lot of that is going to be free resources. So it's going to it should be a series of about eight to ten videos. So I'll go ahead and share that link as well, so people can you know yeah. go ahead and and work through all of that. And it's just different aspects on a very kind of topical level to you know, implement within their life, self-paced, take it as quick or as slow as you want. Um, yeah. And then of course I, I deal a lot with being able to serve the domestic violence space. People trauma have a special place in my heart and it is a very hard journey, but it's a very worthwhile journey. And so I think, you know, for me, I'm still doing a lot of workshops within that space. And obviously those are always complimentary. So if you guys wanted access, all of that is going to, is also listed on my, on my website, any of the stuff that I've already done. I've done quite a few workshops within the DV space. I've done a couple workshops within the entrepreneur space. Everything kind of pulls back and around resilience. So just set that intention. What is your objective? And don't stop until you cross that line. It's literally that simple. It's yeah. simple to say, complicated to execute, depending yeah. on your conditioning and de- depending on your community. So if anyone wants to join any of that, I'm also extremely active on LinkedIn. So I try yeah. to do a video every couple of weeks and just yeah. different things to get people to reflect on. And yeah, oversimplification, join one of the classes. I'll comp you guys for a class, come have some fun celebrate your machine <laughs> absolutely absolutely you thank you so much no excuses She's <laughs> we, we will have all the links um in our we show notes these are our show notes and uh yeah we thank you for extending the invitation to our listeners um so yeah thank you thank you i think i think we're, we're, we're done with the questions and uh the mental health uh pieces is interesting uh perhaps we may we may take you up on a, on a separate podcast for that but um, that's it from me. Anything from you, Ross? No, Jessica, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Um, and it's been one take on Coaches and Mentors Unwrap. Thank you very much. We're your host, Roslyn and Mike. And guys, stay blessed, stay connected. And yeah, we'll see you on the next podcast. And guys. love yourself. Love yourself. Love one. yourself. Definitely. <laughs> one in 14 trillion <laughs> opportunity to be who you are. So love that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Stay blessed, guys. Thank you. For all the links to the resources discussed on this episode, click the details link next to the podcast. For any questions or topics you'd like to discuss, mentoring and coaching requirements, kindly drop us an email, support at cm-unwrapped.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time, remember, inch by inch you form a stitch and 1% improvement daily can help you become 37 times better in a year. That's absolutely staggering. Let's go get this, guys.